All right, Cena here. Um, go ahead, introduce yourself, bro. Jonathan here. Welcome to the Talk Too Much podcast. So this week we had a. This was my guest. It was a special friend of mine from back in the day. His name is Marcus Miller. He's a brand strategist here in Las Vegas. I met him when I first started podcasting. Um, for those of you listening, I do advise you to turn your volume down. The dude spoke extremely loud. Just kidding. Marcus is my guy. Marcus is no offense. Just tone it down a little bit. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But the dude came in and I said this. I, th I think he's the most recognized brand strategist here in Las Vegas. Um, you think I, so? You think he's literally legitimately he, like the largest brand strategist? Have you met another brand strategist that claims that in Las Vegas? Uh, No. Okay, so. But we I haven't looked hard enough, maybe. I don't know. No, mm -hmm. and I, that's what I thought, too. And I yeah. actually looked, and I have not found one with 50. Unless, like, well, again, 50K followers and all that is not, it's not all. But the numbers, like we did say in the episode, it's about hey, how you are as a person. Good. That was actually good. <laughs> that was really good, actually. I'm so, proud of you. I agree. Uh, with that being said, though. Why are you uh, proud of me? Because that was a good, like, that was smooth. Like, that was a good segue. Ooh. Like, you, your game's getting better. I am. My game is getting better. You guys hear that? Yeah. Anyway, so, great guy. Why we wanted him on, though, John, um, is about building a brand. We keep talking about Honestly, we wanted him on because he had 50K followers. Yeah, we wanted him because he had 50K. <laughs> we'll even admit that. But, but real talk, <laughs> it's about building a brand. And I think that I said this from day one. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> I said this from day one. I said this from I'm day one. I'm just kidding, one. Marcus. We love He's you. not that great. From day, great. No. But Marcus, Marcus comes brings that mentality to the table that you need to build a brand, especially go moving forward. Um, and you maybe you some of you can survive without it for now, but just know one of your competitors out there is probably providing your equal value of service and building their own brand. You're not going to compete with them. And that was the whole point of it is I'm not denouncing everybody that hasn't done it. I'm just, I want all of you to know that watch this. You could jump much far farther if you execute and build a brand. For sure. That was great. <laughs> okay. That was good, John. All right. So enjoy the episode. Actually, that was the point of this episode is why I actually wanted Marcus to come on is um, branding, man. And I think going 2021, as I've had experience reaching out to multiple business owners, I'm sure, you know, you'll get into your experience in a sec. But a lot of people don't still don't understand what branding is, the importance of branding, how you implement it in your business and if it actually generates you money. And so that's why I wanted to talk about today. Everybody that's watching branding. So at the end of this episode you guys i want you to at least have take that stick up out your ass a little bit and and really really take that step forward and try and brand yourself i love you all i'm sorry yeah. my name is cena yeah. welcome to the talk too much podcast uh, yeah. uh episode 11 what's up my brother what up bro good to be back again another week <laughs> another dollar <laughs> we got our special guest my guy marcus is in today marcus how's it going i'm doing all right please introduce yourself uh my name is marcus miller on instagram or pretty much my personal brand which is marcus at work be your own brand is that your exact instagram yeah, yeah marcus at work <clears throat> yeah so uh with that you know i'm pretty much a brand strategist which in simple terms, to kind of keep it simple, I just basically help people build, develop brands, and then get into the logistics on how to grow and how to create 
infrastructures and systems that you can sustain that without tying up a lot of. And your how day. long have you been doing this, my guy? About six years, uh, professionally. Uh, it's been about five years really? of learning it and getting to a point where I can teach others. And where do you think you are? You think you're at that point? You confident now? Where you're like, this no, I'm su- I'm super confident, but I'm definitely not where I want to be. Yeah. Like, well, I just you're humble about it too. Like, yeah, you, you think you have a lot more to learn. <laughs> oh yeah, this is the moment you figure like you got to figure it out. You're done. Facts. You're no, done. yeah. If when you say that you have mastered it, you are not a master. You're still you're still a student. There's nothing you can. There master is no it. masters. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did want to ask you though before getting like as. As a brand strategist, what did uh, you do before that? Why did you get into brand uh, It's strategies? funny because um, I've been in Vegas about 15 years. Um, I initially started in Vegas just having a job in, in hospitality. Um, and with All of ho- us here. Yeah. And so <laughs> with hospitality, you know, I quickly learned, you know, the importance of how to interact with people. And then I actually networked with a lot, a lot of my VPs and directors and things like that. So I learned a little bit of a corporate game, too. And then so with those skills, I kind of picked it up. And I was just like, yeah. I, I don't really care to be on a salary and then slave away, you know, 60 hours a week for this company and barely have time to enjoy myself. And then I don't want to be a union worker just working into retirement and barely scraping by there. That doesn't work either. So I'm like, okay. What can I do? And that's when I start figuring out. I tried a bunch of different things. I started like inventing shit. And then I was just like, you know, hey, maybe I can do because I did graphic design at, at first. And I was like, that's how we all yeah, started yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. So I did graphic yeah. design. But I've been doing, I went to a fine performing arts school in Kansas City, Missouri. So my major was graphic design. So I've been working really? with it. Yeah, you I've also- been working with it for years. I went work work with Photoshop since it was like 5.0. Oh, really? Oh, since nice. 5.0. Hey, like it was like <laughs> I didn't know that. Good shit. That's so with that, I already kind of knew that skill. I was like, oh, maybe I turn that into a business. And then like the fucking a freelance world destroyed that industry. It's Fine, like, oh, okay, you spend four hours on a fucking logo, and then somebody in the Philippines do that shit for fifty bucks. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, this shit ain't gonna work. So like, I, I jumped out of that, and then that's when I started doing the fitness journey online. That kind of led into me doing the social media shit. So. Now, now let, let's for people that don't have any idea on this concept whatsoever, Marcus. Let's say you are at zero, you're nothing. Like, we, what is branding? Like, explain to people why is it important? What is it? Why did you get into this? What made you? Oh, this is the shit I need to do. Um, what made me realize this is something I wanted to do is just kind of along my journey of branding myself. Um, and what I discovered is branding is really your message, who you are getting people familiar with who you are as a person or as a brand more on a personal level. Anybody can do any commodity, any product, any services. You can find someone somewhere that does the exact same thing. So the only really differentiator is the value prop you're able to establish from the brand. So company brand and personal brand works slightly different. So a company brand is just about overall what your brand and your company, it your culture. It could be the same thing though, right? It, it, they can work together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's important that they work together. But how they kind of position is slightly a little differently. Because you wouldn't, like for my personal brand, I'll go out to the desert and do a drone shot with me just with a liquor bottle and just say, fuck <laughs> it. Like, yo, <laughs> you know what I mean? And my audience is receptive to that because they've been with me over these yeah. years, even before I started doing marketing. So I know that will be received yeah. well. And it wouldn't take anything away from my professional value versus you try that with a company brand. They'd be like, what the fuck is this? Like, I'll be, yeah. you're selling T-shirts. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't yeah. mesh well. So it's just kind of how you get that personable sense of content. So let me challenge in. you a bit, Marcus. Do you think, though, that 
there's a way to mix them. So yeah. you said you said that they work better hand in hand. So yeah. as a business owner, my name is John Doe. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm I'm John starting Cena. off John Cena. I'm, I'm, start, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting off. I'm John Cena. I'm starting off my business. I'm selling my custom made water bottles. Um, so I have a question for you, Marcus. Everybody says brand yourself, put out content. You know, mm. how would I incorporate? How would I combine the personal and the the company brand? And is it better? Does it will that do you think lead to more sales in the long run? If I was doing a consulting um, session right now, I would. I need a lot more questions uh, because, and it's typically how clients will come. I got this idea, you know. I heard about the personal brand. I know I need the company brand. Uh, you know, I need to do sales too. So, you know, I, how do I combine all that? Okay. So, first of all, we need to establish. Okay, do you have a page for your personal brand already? And they'll say, Oh, well, you know, that could I be just my profile. Yeah, your personal profile. Like, yeah, you know, I stuff with friends and family and things like that. Okay. So, we need to shift that because your personal brand as a user is different than your personal brand as a producer. Yeah, facts. It's different. So, you can't be a first class consumer and a producer at the same time. You can't. No, I agree. That's uh, the, the Biggie Smalls, the great big R.I.P. The great, but he said, you know, I yeah, hate to quote. Course, I'm not never get high on your own supply, <laughs> you know. And what I when I hear him say never get high on your own supply, I kind of refer to social media, dude. You got to be a producer because if yeah. you're a consumer, oh, your life's getting wasted, yeah. bro. It's a whole yeah. different. It's a game. trap. It's like a mentalist. And, and a lot of even business owners will come from the perspective of a user trying to apply that logic to the producing side. It, it works entirely different. So I would set those expectations in the beginning. Like, okay, your personal, okay, you got some stuff on there, cool. Let's figure out how to shape that up. And typically for a personal brand, I like them to pick three main categories. Who you are as far as like something personal to you. So let's say you're a family person. Yeah. Uh, okay, that could be one category. Mm-hmm. Obviously the business and the value of the business, that can be a second category. You need a third category. Maybe you're in the working out, yeah. in the fitness. Those three categories, we need to build content around those three. Once we build content around those three, put that somewhere in your bio so people can know what the expectation is for your page, mm-hmm. and then build content around that. Now, do not post. That's important because what happens is people decide to record something and post it right away, and then tomorrow they're scrambling trying to figure out the same thing. You're reactive, not proactive. This is a proactive game. Okay. So once you – Stockpile some content in these main three areas. Now you can get a scheduler like Hootsuite or Buffer. Yeah. And then great, figure great. out like, okay, three posts, you got three categories. So three posts a week, you're like, okay, I got one for fitness, one for family, and then one for business. And you rotate that throughout the week and you can put that on the calendar for the whole month and you can step away from it and focus on the business. Cause once again, this doesn't pay you. Facts. So, so let me get Thank this straight. You, you said you said for your personal brand, you should only have three big topics. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of them could overlap, and it can be some one-off kind of things like that. You don't really have to be strict with it, but just like three major key points, so they can kind of get. Yeah, it's three the magic number. Why can't I have four or five? You can four or five gets a little too murky. Okay, you know, like you want. I like three because it's just enough variety. Okay, but it's just enough variety where it could still feel like it's on topic and on direction 
with how you're customizing your personal brand. Yeah. When you get to four and five, then we're covering a lot of ground, and then it gets a little kind of confusing on how people would do that. And then not only that, if you're only doing the major three, say 80% of the time, and you're only doing the fourth and fifth, only about 20% of yeah. the time, it's not consistent enough for them to a- actually expect that type there's, of content. Because there's no point, basically, if you're focusing all your efforts on to, like equally distributing it, because one... Three is supposed to hit basically. Uh-huh. They're supposed to, like the big three in NBA, right? Well, first of all, first of all, <laughs> let's not don't ever talk about basketball again because you do not have the right to talk about basketball Why? to me because you have not put in the sweat equity. I have put in watching. You played basketball. a basketball. I actually have. Is that too surprising? I, I played basketball. Too, no, you did. So. But anyway, what I was going to say is Seth Godin, the great marketer, says you know it's much more beneficial to market to a super niche, to market to a specific group of people that are gonna that would, re- as Marcus said, mm. are reciprocative. Reciprocate it. I it's funny because I had an interview where <laughs> someone asked me the same thing. They were just like, "Hey, I'm a client, for example, and I want to market to everybody." Uh, my first response was, "Okay, there's no such thing as marketing." To yeah, everybody. no one's going. Not everybody's going to fuck with you. There's no such thing as marketing to yeah. everybody. Yeah. So that being said, is the more you can get very fucking concentrated on what you want to say and how that ties into your personal experiences then that's going to be your anchor point. That's going to be your strength. And then a lot of times when people pick three main areas, a lot of business owners and clients want to go right to the business first. I mean, understandable. You're trying to get sales. You're trying to get your name out there. Okay, that's cool. But understand the dynamic on social media. Social media, the moment it feels like an advertising, you lost me. Yeah, facts. I'm I'm, I'm done. Like, I don't care what it is. Like, I'm sorry. But if you package it in a way where it feels like you, Uh organic, They'll naturally gravitate to you, but you lead with not the product or service. You lead with your personality and your personal points, which is why two of those points are personal to you and who you are as a person. And not only that, that will help you create a lot of more consistent content because you're not putting those categories in things that does not resonate with you as a person. So content creation is going to be more effective and easier for you, too. But, but Marcus, as, and as you said, you never leave with the product. But the people, let's say you were to put up a special product mm-hmm. for on your page, mm-hmm. the people that have been there with you over this last six, seven years that have seen your journey, they'll buy. Yeah. A lot of them because they've been there. You, they have been exposed to the brand, so you have yeah. earned the right to. Uh, yeah, yeah. You've built you've brand equity yes, exactly. Boom. at that point. Now I want to get into it. Let's get let's cut the bullshit, Marcus. You know, let, let's. <laughs> I didn't know the, it was bullshit. Yeah, no, yeah. No. this no. is all joking around. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. What I was trying to say is, people, people, you said something very smart. You said this shit don't get you paid. No. So explain it. So now, as the audience, explain mm-hmm. to them because we know this. Explain to them why you should invest in building a brand and how to get paid from it. Uh, I'm evaluating the best way to put this because. <laughs> this gets uh, a few different layers because the, the 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 question is a few is, is layered. So, first thing to establish: vanity metrics does not get you paid. Okay, so people get on social media and they make the common mistake that friends, followers, views, likes, comments, story views, snaps signify revenue. Mm-hmm. They do not. Facts. I've managed verified large accounts where they're still trying to figure out how to sell shit and they got hundreds and thousands of followers, okay? Mm-hmm. It does not equate. Now, in the overall sense of things, you can build a brand and they should, getting these followers <laughs> and all of that, that could convert. But conversion of sales and branding, which was what you're doing on social media, are two different things. 
and how they are even set up are two different things. Even if you're on the the lead side or lead and sales side, if you take a branding piece of content and try to generate sales from it, that's going to convert very poorly. It has to be structured for Facts. sales. Mm-hmm. It has to have a call to action in there. It has to be summarized the very consumers, clean. Like, I'm not trying to say the consumer is stupid, but you have to guide their hand to the sale, literally. The, the sim- simplicity works yeah. better. Yeah, <laughs> that's a nice yeah. way of saying simplicity it. Works simplicity better. works better. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to be bogged down. you got to figure out the average attention span on social media is about fucking 20, 30 seconds at this point. Oh, yeah, for sure. So what the fuck are you sitting there with a a fucking three, four minute video talking about, yeah, our story is, you know, we started because this and we love the people and like, that's cool for branding. Have at it. But don't expect but sales. But don't sales. expect sales from yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying, but you're not saying don't do that. Don't, do, no, no, no. Do that, but do don't sales. expect, don't be bitching do about sales, your sales. But just understand yeah. promoting branding and promoting sales operate differently. So if you're trying to generate sales, create, sales-driven pieces of content that you know are set up and structured to get that conversion. If you are focusing on your branding, communicate the message, keep it, you can do long form, you can have at it, Mm -hmm. but keep the two, but make sure you're understanding the clear idea when you make that piece of content, where that's going, and then how much attention you're putting to it. Because if I got got $2,000 on ad spend, and you want to focus on branding and conversions, then... I would probably do 80% on sales and then 20% on the branding. Not unless you want to do it equal, equal, which is fine, but they got to understand from the beginning that the two operate separately. You need both. You need content for both. And then together, you can do some of the conversion that can translate over. So back to your first question, personal brand, corporate brand, um, what the fuck? Business brand. Business brand. You know, you said, uh, what was the last question? My question was, do you, how, why sh- you said it doesn't get you paid. So why should they invest in branding? How does okay. it get you there? So yeah. I, branding, branding carries you when sales don't. Yeah. Sustainability. Okay. So in the long run, branding is going to work out in your favor. Now there's a lot of businesses that, you know, they'll get to a point if they doubled their sales this year versus next year or this month versus next month, they're good. They haven't branded shit. They're good to go. Like they're satisfied and happy. However, when business slows down, That's what I'm saying. you don't know if those sales will keep going, and you don't have repeat customers because you haven't built a brand. Then we kind of got an issue there. So it's important to kind of focus on both and mm-hmm. get a nice little mix in because branding is those people that you put out their good content. They liked you and you wasn't trying to sell. You just communicate with them online. They share a video. You share a video. You like it. You show support. Nothing generating sales that's just out there with the community. But you know you have a large community in the local area where you have your business. Mm -hmm. So these people you're interacting with could turn into clients. A lot of people make the mistake of when they're doing branding on social media is, oh, I'm going to just put it out and, um, you know, if they see it, they see it, whatever, whatever. That's not this. I agree. This is a contact sport. Yeah, yeah. facts. Yeah. So like, I like how you said that. You're 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 branding, you're putting you you posting and ghosting that doesn't work. Posting so you, and ghosting. Wait, what do you mean by that? <laughs> posting Marcus is bringing game to the table. Let's go. I think he's basically saying posting and ghosting. Like you post it and you don't really care about the overall message at the end of the day. Like you're yeah, branding. Yeah, well, kind of. So post you're posting and even if you thought there was a well thought out piece of content, you put a lot of effort yeah. into it, you post it and then you don't follow up with People comment, you comment back. People okay. leave you DMs, you don't respond back. It's like engaging on comment. You have to show. Like, you got to understand mm-hmm. where I was at with this. Like, <clears throat> from the beginning, when I started, 
with building my page, I would spend 15 hours a day on oh, Instagram. 15 hours a day. Just oh, on Instagram. And reaching out, DMing, engaging with people, right? Just doing that. Damn, bro. Fuck. I wish how, how long here, did you do I that? Wish, <laughs> I wish someone here would get it. <laughs> how long would you go for that, like for a year long before you were like, before these, um, bro, 50K these, these followers? followers? You see that no, shit. but I see the followers before they start DMing you. There's a there's a fine line oh, between right we start away. DMing. Well, it was... It was right away. Yeah, when you post content, they already it, right away. It, it just it. wasn't heavily business focused because I wasn't focusing on the business heavy that way. Because that, this was before I even decided to make an official personal brand. I was just on the user side, yeah. just communicating with the like audience. when you were doing your fitness journey. Right, right, like, right. Okay. You, were, you were you were subconsciously marketing yourself. Like well, you. I yes. was, I was. Branding That's why yourself. I learned the effectiveness of what worked. We went through the same. So I, I I learned the effectiveness what because what happened is I put up a piece of content right. And like I'll do like some fitness stuff, and then I'll be like, okay, and I'll like have my shirt off, it's all flexes and shit. I'm in the gym and shit. <laughs> yeah. And then I notice who's responding and who's not. Yep. And what I start paying attention because part of the 15 hours a day was paying attention to trends. Every follow, every like, every comment is a segue to a conversation. These are real people. So that yes, being sir. said, is we got to get into the psychology of how they're navigating through and interacting with your content. So I would do certain little tests to figure out who's responding and how they're responding and what they respond to based off of my own content. So I'll put up some flexing photos and shit like that. And like I noticed that if you're in a committed relationship and you're a house mom. And, you know, you like you might like the content I put up with my daughters and you interact with that. But you don't fuck with my business shit. Mm. You don't fuck with the fitness shit. Yeah. And she would probably unfollow me if she continues seeing the shut off shit because that that turns her off. You see what I'm saying? So then we got to get really strategic (laughs) with how you want to be conveyed your brand of how you want that content to land. So I did a few tests like what I did is. Because uh, I, there's people that you need to know that do not have a large following. So people with a large following probably work at fucking Seven Eleven. Okay, it <laughs> doesn't reflect real life. I know that. And yeah. then you got people only with a hundred followers, and they're a CEO of the biggest fucking company in town. Yeah. But you don't know the connect game yet. Your job is to be present, out there, relatable, likable. That's your job. Branding. So that being said, I did a few different tests when I was doing this. I was like, okay, this lady, she had 100 followers. She only followed like 50 people. I see she lives in the ridges, nice area, on vacation, mm-hmm. living life, right? Yeah. She don't give a fuck about followers. Yeah. yeah. She, she, she popping in real life. <laughs> so like with those type of people, I'm like, why, why is she following me? Hmm. Let me do a little test. So I was like, okay, I put up the kid content. She likes that. Okay. So I'm like, kid okay. Content? Like my his kid, daughter. My yeah. kid daughter's yeah. Yeah. kid yeah. content. So I was like, okay, she liked that. And she's a she's a parent. So I was like, okay. So I can cater to the family units if I position it in a certain way. But you got to separate the, your content, right? So. You, well, I, I, I separate that as a category yeah. that I actually yeah. make content around yeah. more heavily. Now, what I like about kid content, life or death moments, COVID, health, those are equalizers. No matter if you're the richest or the poorest, it affects they you. hit people yeah. the same way. So if you can tie your personal journey to an equalizer, you can automatically broaden your horizons on who, you, who can view and appreciate your content. Can that be a product? Can it, is there like a product that could, you think 
you can cater a product around it, well, but it's if, just strategically how you set it up. Think, for example, think about an equalizer that would be in our modern, like our stay and day now, would be face masks because that caters to everyone. Yeah. Okay, so he, right, okay, that's actually a really good point. So here's what I want you to give us some advice here. So we we were talking off camera. I was telling you about our how we want to get into e-commerce. Uh -huh. So listen to our idea. <clears throat> so we're called the Talk Too Much Podcast. Okay. Which, by the way, when you see it come out, the photos, it looks very different, very, very good. Very better produced than pretty much a lot of podcasts you'll find on the internet. So I like the look of it. I like everything. And talk too much. We're a marketing agency, a Facebook ads agency. Mm -hmm. We wanted to get into e-commerce. We want to make more money. We want to sell. We want to get more funds in our business account. So we were thinking, okay, well, what about mics? What, would you, what do you think of if we were to drop ship mics? And I, I'm not saying an, an opinion on the logistics. I'm saying, what's your? do you think that is a... An equalizer product. Everybody needs to put themselves out there and start producing content. You know what needs to, but everybody needs to start streaming. Needs to get yourself out there. Step out your comfort zone. Uh -huh. Do you think that it's a it's a good fit for our brand? Talk too much, or no? Uh, I think there's some overlap. Um, I want to hear it. Be honest. Based on the talk too much, just that statement in itself mm -hmm. signifies overlap, because you got to talk in order to have a mic. It's that's the whole point. So. There can be overlap there, and that makes sense as far as branding. Even that's why. That's why I even liked, with the yeah. content. So even kind of positioning the product or the mics, um, I notice a lot of people know that they either want or know at some point they want to kind of get more heavily into the social media game because mm -hmm. it's value there, business wise, personal brand, so on and so forth. Um, but I notice a disconnect between. Their want and their action. Yep. Because okay. I, I talked to a few people and they were just like, oh, yeah, I want to start, start a podcast about this, this, <laughs> no, and that. That's and the most blah, common. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, how's that going? Did you research anything? Did you find out like how you want to do that? Oh, well, I looked at a couple things and some YouTube videos. I was yeah. like, all right, cool. So a week later, I was like, so how's the podcast going? <laughs> it was like, oh, well, you know, I looked at some stuff and whatever. You know, I got to get some equipment. I'm going to get some mics and, you know what? Yeah. So you haven't got anything yet. Oh, okay. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> so, so, uh, so I'm like, so <laughs> at what point are you actually going to actually move and do something? And it was like, well, you know, it's, some of the equipment can kind of be costly. I was like, listen, bro, yeah. like you can get the fucking Anchor app and just do that shit that way. And therefore, at least you can get your rhythm of how you want to do your content, how you want to set build, up the show. You, yeah. you can build. You can have you're, – you're, you're working out the fundamentals on at least something. Yeah. I told him that. I even gave him the link. I gave him the fucking download. Yeah. I came back a week later. So how's it going? I haven't done it. Okay, I'm done fucking talking about this shit. So it's a disconnect for people using it and benefiting. So yes, the product definitely can overlap and it definitely can get some good pieces of content to connect that in. I like the overlapping. That's why I yeah. feel confident. I would rather it overlap yeah. than not. Um, so the biggest thing would be A, the price point, and then B, getting it to the people that are on the cuff of making that move. Yeah. That, that is the key. You just described the, yeah, yeah he just key. literally just said basically because there are a lot of people that say they want to do a podcast, but they will never execute on yeah, it. Yeah. And you can, you can throw thousands of dollars marketing those people. But none useless. of these people, 
will say to you, look you in the eyes and say, that's a bad idea. That's why I like it. Because yeah. even though if they're not buying, it's because they know I'm a lazy piece of shit. Or I'm too in my <laughs> comfort zone, which is fine. That I don't judge. A lot of people just are in their comfort zone. It's they hard. Are, yeah. Bro, this is hard shit. It's not hard. It's easy as fuck. It's, like, it's, it's easy once you get the rhythm. But it's I really mean. easy, but it, it's really, really easy. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. not really easy. But it, <laughs> it's <not> really <laughs> but, you see me on my first episode? <laughs> I was like, no, oh. but I mean, you said it best. Like, bro, this ain't rocket science. Like, you just got to get your rhythm. It's That's all you got to do. And you got to get started to do that. And I wanted to say is a lot of people, and we were talking about this off camera, you know, digital marketers, you know, uh, and we started, you know, got into digital marketing as well. But a lot of them say, you know, you know, the, the whole thing with digital marketing is building brands. And for me, and that's why I, I agree, it's the most important thing. But I wanted to talk to you about is what what entails building a brand because a lot of people can say they build a brand nowadays it seems like everybody's a brand yeah. builder yeah. everyone's a brand strategist and everyone's not a everyone's a brand well, not, they claim I, mean, actually, it. I, they I, claim I haven't it. heard i actually haven't heard i like the way you've structured your talk like i haven't seen you're the only brand strategist i've seen in vegas yeah. that's well, see, like, see, that, see, on social see here's the thing if you do a google search for a brand strategist nothing comes up yeah that's why I fuck with you. That's you're smart. Like nothing comes up on a local area, and I mean you can catch some guys out in L.A., New York at the big spots, but you gotta realize it's such a niche place. Like it doesn't really work that way. Um, so even social media marketer, you can't really even Google that in your local yeah. area. Agencies and people that say they do it, nothing really. So uh, I I like that, and I position a brand in order to kind of add value in that sense, which is why I'm building a network, not necessarily YouTube reviews. But back to what you were saying, you were saying um, difference between the marketer or building a brand or the confusion Yeah, everybody, there. Said, everybody says, what is building a brand? Like, everybody says... Mm -hmm. A building a brand is pretty much, in the simplest terms, building a public identity to who you are and are your brand or company or product or company. So that can layer into Facebook ads, paid ads, branding content, production, podcasts, merchandise. There's a lot of different spinoffs to it, but all that gets a little murky and confusing yeah. to most people. So just at its core is basically creating a public stance and yep. a public persona that helps you get people to understand that you are here and what you do. Exactly. This and is who I am. I'm here to stay. Yes. And you said something off camera just between me and you, but you said you said something kind of kind of controversial, but I asked you, I honestly with word for word, I said, what is the message that what is Apple? What is their brand? Uh -huh. And you said they're a cult. Yeah, they're a cult. And I I wanted yeah. that on camera, so I'll go ahead and explain yeah. that. Like yeah, I, I think that's a great way of putting it. Apple is a cult, Android is a cult, Samsung is a cult, um, Nike is borderline a cult as well. So you got to realize, the, um, and this is where a lot of marketers are not in a branding space because they haven't done the research of the game to kind of understand the logistics of how the big boys play. I only operate how the big boys play. I can give a shit about you selling mugs and you make $10,000. I can give a fuck about that. So with that, they're a cult because when they advertise, just like Sprite, they don't say, oh, we're better because we put the latest memory in it. We got the best features and look what you could do. They don't do that. What they do is they sell the experience. Mm -hmm. They are experience-based advertisers. And what that means is making that shift from focusing on a product to the experience is A, you can command more of the market and separate yourself. And then B, you can command more cost of value because you're positioning. Because think about it. 
What is the difference between you buying your girlfriend a purse at fucking Walmart hmm. or buying it at Louis Vuitton? How much I love her, I'm honestly. <laughs> well, 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 aside from that, <laughs> just good. looking at it from a critical standpoint, if both purses are made with the premier equipment, the yeah. best leather, the best people to put it together, well put together, good quality, all in all, and let's say with that, they spent maybe $30 of products and getting it there, all of that shipping and yeah. all that shit, on both sides. So why... Is Target and Walmart selling it for sixty dollars, mm-hmm. double their cost, and Louis Vuitton is at three hundred dollar minimum and going up to thousands. Yep. The only separation between thirty dollars of the merchandise and the the the, the equipment itself and the cost of a thousand dollars is brand. Yeah. Yep. That's and it. Remember, Seth Godin said that. He said, "What is the value of that brand? Is that?" Difference, the difference between a Walmart between the bag, original base price between the Walmart bag and the Louis Vuitton bag, like let's say it's three hundred dollars, that's the value that you're putting on a bag of a Louis Vuitton bag. No, no, no. Seth Godin right? said no. He said this. He said they said, "What is the value of a brand? How do you measure it?" He was like, "Well, it's very simple. Your base value, your base price. If your base price of this bag is one hundred dollars, and Louis Vuitton selling it for three hundred dollars, their yeah. brand is worth two hundred dollars yeah, extra per product. Yeah, <laughs> two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there. Are, <laughs> but that also works." For personal brands and company brands, the m- excuse me, the more you can differentiate yourself, which okay, that's cool, but at some point, you gotta establish a separation with your personal brand that other people will acknowledge as higher than. But most times, they can't really put a finger on how mm-hmm. it's better or how you're in front of the other people they know. But it's there, and that's effective branding. It's not a notable shift. Mm-hmm. It's just you feel it. It's a feeling. Yeah. It's like this person is better. Like I meet people and it's like, yeah, hey, bro, you're like the best marketing dudes. Hey, you're the goat of this shit. <laughs> like if people comment like you're the goat of this shit, I never said I'm the goat of this yeah. shit. Just been but they the, see yeah. me moving. They see me how I'm moving with certain people. I get in certain circles because of that. Those people are notable in their own right. They co-sign on what I'm doing. So with all of that exchange, my value is increasing. Yeah. And that goes to like just social proof with your followers too. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna know you as Marcus. And honestly, when someone thinks of you as like when someone says – when a friend goes to their friend and says, "Hey, I know Marcus," you're so much more credible with that person because <laughs> I've had that happen. It's, it's actually, credible, you know. I've had that happen because um, there's a I don't know if you you guys listen to uh, um, like old school hip hop. Uh, so there's an artist named uh, X Rated. Okay, I didn't. I don't know. You X-rated. don't know that one. No, you so, don't. Yeah. Know. So <laughs> X Rated. X Rated. X Rated was back in the Tupac days and all that shit. So he he did some jail time shit on some on some gang affiliated shit, and he's very known and, and notable with his case. And his case was the first one that um, the courts recognized as using lyrics against him oh. as evidence. So oh. like he did, it was a big monumental case on how that all that went down. So anyway. He kind of crafted his identity around that, and I was talking to him, and like people would walk up to him, and he'd be like, "Hey, man, you're that guy," blah blah blah, because he's done like interviews with all these big channels and stuff like that. And um, I meet with him, and I sit down and talk to him, and he wants me to run his hinder. He built um, a shop out here in Henderson where he's doing production, 
um, a, a marketing for artists. He's got a, a distribution deal with Universal. So he's building all of this out with the facility. And he was like, yeah, you need to be my marketing guy for that 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 department. And when I was talking about, like, why you even, like, rocking with me like that? You know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, you already, like, well-known and shit. Yeah. And he was just like, listen, bro, when I met with you, I asked everybody in town, who's the marketing guy? And everybody said, yo, I don't even know who the fuck all these people are. That told That's him brand that. awareness. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You don't know where it's coming from. You've just been out there. You've just been present. Somebody knew somebody. Something you were awesome. just going about your day and that, that came to you. Well, I did that intentionally. And how I did it with my journey is that I wanted to separate myself. And I didn't want to use traditional advertising. So what I did is anybody that felt like I could answer a question marketing related with them, I have free meetings with them. I'll go use my time, my gas, and I only know them from Instagram. That's it. Everybody in the local area, I met with like 70 or 80 people a year for free, giving them free game on how this shit goes that I've learned along my journey. I did a video with them. Hey, I'm just sitting here with my guy here. Uh, we just coming out of mean. What you think? Oh, yeah, man. Marcus, he that guy, blah, 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 blah. And you'd put Testimonial up, yeah. right there. Testimonial. Put it on social media. Um, they'll post it on their page. Cross promotion there. Like, bro, like I showed up at one lawyer. Uh, shout out to uh, Jared Clark. Clark Law Firm. Um, I showed up with him. He was a mutual friend uh, <clears> with, <throat> with, with some business clients. And with that, we didn't do formal business, but he was like, hey, yeah, I heard, you know, you was a person to talk to. But I was like, oh, yeah, man, let's come down and talk or whatever. I was like, listen, every time I move, I'm always thinking Brandon. I was like, listen, Same. I'm going to come down. I'm going to be my videographer. I'm going to bring my photographer. We're going to sit down and talk. Talk a little bit about marketing, a little bit about the entrepreneurial journey, mm -hmm. get some content out of it. You post it on your page, so on and so forth. Dope interview segment. Um, you know, we got like 10-minute segment out of it. Uh, it was a promo video for him. That's all you need, yeah. It's a promo mm -hmm. video he still used to this day mm -hmm. on his Facebook page that I'm in promoting his uh, law firm. Um, and when he put it on his page, all of his law firm clients – and, and, and school buddies and all the people rocking behind him see who I am. Mm. I go over there interacting with them like, oh, I'm that guy. I just lightly touch on that. Everything is strategic, bro. Yeah. So, Marcus, you were talking about social proof and testimonials yeah. with um, – with your story about, you know, your friends, how they recommended you as, as the marketer of the town yeah. and um, with Apple too. Like we, I don't oh. think we really got into the, the cult aspect of Apple, but yeah. I, from what I can see, the, the cult following and the social proof is that everyone has an iPhone nowadays, right? And it's like the go-to phone. It's the yeah. flagship phone. So just wonder if you can get, yes. elaborate on that. Yeah, so people don't realize, because when people try to do something similar to Apple, um, far as like, get to their recognition or sales or you know whatever um they miss a, a, a lot of key factors on how that was structured one obviously they focused on the experience versus the product mm -hmm. which differentiates and add more value but aside from that they spend millions of dollars on nothing but messaging not asking for sale not say hey come to the website oh buy this right now nothing other than I feel fucking great with my iPhone. You feel unstoppable. That's you feel like it. powerful. That's all they communicate. Yeah. Can I say so, one thing though? I also want to say that they also do have a cutting edge product that's they do. revolutionary. No, I mean, but that that just first adds more value yeah, yeah. to have that kind of feel and that kind of uh, recognition with the product and then you deliver with an excellent product, that's where we can keep that brand together. Facts. Now, you can brand 
wonderfully and you have a shitty product, you've dropped the ball, now you hurt your brand. Yeah, facts. Yes, boom, boom, boom. So it ha- it, they all Perfect. have to come together. Yeah. Exactly. People can, just so you guys understand, we keep saying build a brand, build a brand. I feel like we're making it sound so like nonchalant. Like building a brand is like legit. It's very hard. It's, it's, you have to really create a public perception of you that grows your business, generates sales that puts you where you want to be. But it's yeah. not like easy. Like, no, and as you were saying, no, like, no. We're not just saying build a brand just to build a brand. Like you need to have a good product. You need to have the great knowledge of how to structure your ads and market them. Yeah. And you need to know everything. You need to tie yeah. up all loose ends. You can't. It's not just oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. It's a, we need to do. It. Let's I, build a brand. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's where a lot of growing brands are struggling or having issues where uh, they got good people to put together excellent content, and it looks good. And, it, you know, the presentation is great, um, which is why it, when I work with a lot of small business owners, I'll, you know, I'll ask them, you know, I was like, so getting leads from social media, do you have a person taking care of the leads from social media when they come in? Oh, oh no, we don't have a person. Oh, then we need to stop right now. <laughs> Because you're going to put all this time in these videos, all this time in this promotion, all this time in Facebook ads. Then when it comes down to actually getting the sale, you drop the ball. Nah, that's not going to work. So actually, you got to actually get a little intrusive with their business in order to figure out how the transition from social to real life is going to work. I'm very, very with my clients like... I'm very like forceful. Like I'm, I'll go in a meeting with my clients, and well, we have weekly meetings I usually have with my clients. For example, we used to. I'm gonna use an example that all three of us used to. We used to work with this CBD guy back in the day uh, when we first started digital marketing earlier this year. And when we'd meet, and he would say something that didn't make sense, I would, I would get mad. I'd be like JT, or sorry, that's my guy <laughs> JT. My guy JT. I'd be like JT, no, stop that. Like we got to do it this way. Like mm. you got to kind of put your foot down in a way with the client and, yeah. and well, guide you, them. Cause they don't know what they don't understand the marketing logistics. You yeah, got to no. show them the way you got to be personal with them. That's, and you got to get, it's all about consumer business. behavior, not what they yeah. want. It's about yeah. consumer behavior as a marketer, you yeah. know? Um, and kind of pick it back in a little bit off our first with the, with the Apple is that Apple is very similar to Sprite. Okay. Sprite does not say buy this in no fucking ad. Yeah. What they do is they put that in the hand of LeBron. And have yeah, with yeah. Boys. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of the fucking video, you're like, damn, I ain't had a Sprite. Yeah, you want a Sprite. And you know damn well LeBron drinks no goddamn Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> he don't ever drink Sprite. Yeah, <laughs> but also with Apple too, like, I, um, why do you think that, you know, they're blue messages instead of green? Like, they, they innovated that, and that's why people like to be a part of it. And that's, that, that's where I think that cult, that cult following is because you're a part of those blue messages. Apple, the executives at that's Apple... The executive of Apple, actually, and the executive of Samsung are very fucking, really fucking good. Those guys, yeah. hats off, touche, them motherfuckers know what they're doing. Because, yep. yeah. like, what they've created is, like, a marketing fucking epiphany. Because it's like, <laughs> these motherfuckers <laughs> put together a product. Like, let's get, let's get it straight. At the end of the day, it's a fucking phone, Okay. It started it off is, as a Macintosh. It's, 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 it's just a fucking phone. Okay? It started out as a Macintosh, but just in general, yeah, yeah. just to establish the facts, it's a fucking phone. It records shit. It answers shit. It does similarly the same shit as the other person. Mm-hmm. But what they've done with the culture behind it is what's remarkable. Actually, the executives of Samsung, the executives of Apple have created the feud that everybody 
is getting into uh-huh. to generate more sales for each the other. Apple people like the fucking Amazon, the fucking Samsung sucks. The Samsung people like, oh, their fucking Apple sucks. They go back and forth. They put out a new phone. They both kill sales in the, th- yeah. in the third quarter, and they sitting back laughing their ass off. Hey, pass me, pass me a steak, bro. <laughs> like, they, like you got to understand, this shit is strategic. It is. It's it's all manipulation too, and with Apple too, it's like I see it as a huge funnel because you said it started off as a phone, and after the phone, it developed into iPads and then you get the AirPods, you get yeah. Apple Watches. Oh yeah. And the thing, you more shit. the thing is that they're all connected. <laughs> they're gonna keep going. They're, <laughs> they're all connected. Know. So like let's say you have an Apple Watch and you have a Samsung. It's kinda weird. People are like, what the heck? Why do you have an Apple Watch with a Samsung phone? And that it's that psychological aspect too. They like Yeah, I there's a reason everything. your watch compared to your laptop, which can also exactly. your phone, which compared to your ear pods. Like, and and it makes everything easier for the consumer because it's like, oh my gosh, like I put oh, on AirPods, it just don't, I might as well buy the iPad since See, I already here's have the AirPods. A, here's the yeah. thing. Yep. And that's another that's another marketing marvel that a lot of people miss because they don't know why they get all the associated products. They just do. They just do but it. But let me break down the psychology of that. One, it differentiates in product, two, they sync all together, so that makes an experience a little bit more interactive. Three, due to everything they have in all these products, you are now a lifetime customer. Oh, You're yeah. not just a yeah. three-month, yeah. I'm done For with sure. the phone customer. All of us in here are probably lifetime customers. Yeah. They, strategic, they set it up that way. They said, why? Oh, we can sell an iPhone? Oh, shit. Let's put out an Apple Watch. They buy that shit, too? Oh, shit. (laughs) iPad. Oh, they buy that shit, too? Oh, Apple TV. They (laughs) buy that shit, too? Literally, if they put, like, an Apple soda. Literally, (laughs) they can have a million customers globally and not acquire one new customer (laughs) and make money every fucking year for a lifetime. Day, boy. Day. Every day. Yeah. Every fucking. Like. Ingenious. It's crazy, and that's why Steve Jobs is my idol. You know, I gotta give it. That man is insane. Ingenious, but Steve, uh, Steve Jobs took the culture to a whole nother level because he was just like, okay, we got a product, people like it, it does well. Okay, cool, but what else? What? Yeah. But that what? But that what else created a lot of different systems, not just the tech part of it, but it created a lot of different infrastructure on how people interact with it. Because it's like, okay, they like it, and they can do stuff, and they can interact with it. But how do they feel? about it yeah that's what he forced the culture of how they but feel but but, about but it. to relate to this point is he also included that concept when they were building it in the tech yeah it's like when you build it make sure you think about how they feel yeah like, i'm mm-hmm. not trying to go on this even on his presentations yeah. i'm not trying to use all these buttons like let's make it simple let's simple. when i scroll it let's let it scroll fast yeah like, response everything so, with the user in mind exactly yeah. and i wanted to ask you marcus speaking of the consumer centric being consumer centric this episode is about branding, and we keep telling people, you know, you said something very smart just now during this intermission, uh, and I want you to re-say it again, is is building a brand necessary for yes. your business? Yes. Why? I'm, I'm John it's Doe. I'm starting not, off my John business. Cena. Not even, John Cena. Uh, I'm John Cena. <laughs> it's not even necessary. It's required. Critical. critical. Okay, critical. Okay. Because. So building a brand is critical. It's critical. Because here's the thing. You can have a business. You can make sales. You can do fairly good in your business. However, there's no differentiation. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have yes. differentiation, when I find a better deal, I don't give a fuck about you. I'm gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no client retention. Apple, Amazon, Sprite, for them, it's only about retention. Mm-hmm. 
Why spend a million and a half on fucking marketing in order to get new people when I can just spend a hundred thousand and retain the motherfuckers I already got? Which is why remarketing or retargeting is a critical part. If you run an ad and send it out to new people every single time, you have no opportunity to build on report. You might get mm-hmm. some, but as you say, you're leaving a lot of money on the you're table. You're leaving a yeah. stupid amount of money on the table. Yeah. Which is the reason why you go to Google, search, oh, Retro J's Blue, and then go to YouTube, same fucking Retro J's Blue. You go to fucking Amazon, same fucking Retro J's Blue. Facebook, same thing. Retargeting matters because most people these days they need about five to seven touch points. Yep, the rule of seven. In order for them to be convinced to buy something, to warm them up. So if you haven't integrated a retargeting process, you're not even in the game. I agree. (laughs) Because I'm working with a client right now where she's, bro, she's she's done hair for Beyonce. Uh, Mary J. Blige, she's done interviews with BT. She's been on network shows, doing her own thing. Tons of mass followings. Biggest complaint, I got five, I got 7,000 people come to the uh, to the website every day, but they ain't buying shit. What, what's That's going on? That's on you. That's what, on her. What, but here's the thing. She doesn't have a team. She's doing, yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So nobody so I'm not, I'm is kind of blaming nav- her. No, nobody's navigating yeah. that for her. So she... And that's a that's a difference of kind of getting to the to what the client knows and then pointing out what actually is happening because I need to explain why she's experiencing that problem because she was like oh well they're coming then maybe it's something wrong with the website no 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 the website is gorgeous it's set up clean sleek easy to use the website is fine she was like well what is the problem you have no retargeting your brand does not carry sales that. The way retargeting does. Yeah, but I'm going to argue that is, here's the thing is once they leave Facebook and get to that page, that's on you to close. So I don't know. Yeah. It, it, for me, you could say the website's fine, but is, does the website have a specific clear intent? Because that what my problem with websites is their walls. They get there and they don't know what to do. So mm-hmm. for when you, if you have 7,000 people visiting your website a day, and you're not getting a sale, there's a problem there. Well, they're getting not, sales, not the sales they want. Oh, okay, that's mm-hmm. that's a different story. My yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah I agree. Sales, just not the I sales agree. They want. In that sense, and what you were saying is not the sales related to the traffic. It's one hundred percent retargeting. It's one hundred percent retargeting, but um, the website a lot of times is not the problem. It's all websites are not created equal. So when we get, because now we're getting into the sales funnel side and all of that, which I had to learn a lot of that because I'm coming from the branding side. That's my. That's what I love the most now. That's what sales caught funnels. my. It's what caught my interest. It's what fascinated me yeah. this year. Go yeah. on. So with that, you can have a website and people can come and you get a little analytics on the back end. Um, it, it doesn't really do what you wanted to do because you didn't build a website. You didn't build a website that is intended for conversions. Yeah, it has it. Facts. Yeah, it has a checkout page. Yeah, it has a button. To Just because it has it doesn't mean they're going to check yeah, out. Yeah, it has yeah. a catalog of products they can see. That's cool. But if we're talking logistics of making sure you close, we got to talk a whole nother different game. It's the psychology of the we, consumer. We Well, think about it. Yeah, but it's the psychology and then getting the logistics of making sure that certain things are in place mm-hmm. to catch yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So, so you can have a website, but you don't have an autoresponder on that motherfucker. You don't have uh, um, you don't have a way to retarget to know when they come to the page. You don't have... You're not a, direct you, about you, your conversions? You, you're not direct about it. You don't have... You don't have a landing fo- a landing page structure set up where you can capture emails in there. You don't have an uh, automated 
email campaign structure built into your mm-hmm. like like all of that has to be seamless. And if any of that drops the ball, you're missing sales. Yeah, I agree. You're missing so much money. And that's what I'm and that's what I explained to her is like you're missing money because you don't have these other things set up. She didn't even know what I was talking about with autoresponders. Mm-hmm. I was like, the people you've hired before, what the fuck was they doing? Yeah, facts. Because they're like, well, they scheduled some content. And? Yeah, we got people there. Okay. But now what? Exactly. Yeah. And that's my thing is like, uh, you, there needs to be, when you build this whole funnel from the from the ad structure to the website, as you said, there needs to be a clear CTA, a clear, not even a clear CTA, just when you get to that website, it should you should think, okay, how do I guide the consumer to my end goal of the sale? Absolutely. How do yeah. I guide them there? And that's the problem where you were saying earlier, you are talking about how that one person just posted content. Mm-hmm. Um, you could post all the content you want, but oh, yeah. and they don't yeah. engage with oh, whoever comments you got to have You have stuff. to be directed towards a target audience. Like This whole marketing shit, it's an art. It's an this art. marketing shit is not only an art; it's a living organism. Yeah, yeah. This it's, it's shit always changes. changing. You always, always have to changes. keep up with it. Because here's the thing: I, I, I like when I get conversation with people. They're just like, "Yeah, so I've been on Instagram or Facebook, and you know, um, you know, I'm used to getting about like four thousand views and about a thousand likes, and you know, such and such comments. And all of a sudden, I'm not really getting the same engagement. My audience is still the same. I'm still got the same amount of people. Yeah. I, I don't understand what's going on." Let me help you out with that. So to understand what's going on is for you to understand the business of Facebook and Instagram, which is a whole nother game, okay? Because they don't make money by allowing you for free share shit with friends and family, okay? So they basically make money off of ads. So when Facebook bought Instagram... Instagram had a lot of back-end structures where people use a lot of software systems and things like that called automation that helped them get a lot of growth organically without spending a whole lot of money. They didn't necessarily need ads. So when Facebook come in, it's like, yo, we make $15 billion off of ads every year. We need all of that money and more from Instagram. So when Instagram came in and they seen what was going on, they was like, listen, they got with their programmers. It's like, yeah, we need to kill all this shit. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to go to ads. So they, June 2019, was fucking Armageddon for the back end yeah. of marketers. Because, I mean, these guys were, I mean, running like 300 accounts at the same time, 400 accounts at the same time. And, like, they was charging, like, maybe $100 a month for each account. Yeah. Couple hundred thousand a month yeah. on this shit. Facebook come in in one day, lock everybody out. Mm-hmm. Killed their whole business model. Now, mind you, these people got the same amount of resources because they've been making money for years. They've been making millions for years. So Facebook kick them out. They get in a couple days later because guess what? They got whole infrastructures of fucking servers, mm-hmm. back-end programmers. They got a whole fucking network of their own, and they're just going back and forth. They'll kick them out, they get back in, kick them out, they get back in. And after a while, Facebook got more resources, so they keep them out. Mm-hmm. So now you see what you see, and you're not getting to the people you want to get to because the biggest gap they can put in between your audience and who you want to reach is their ad money. So they need that gap to be there for you to run ads. So they have a vested interest in making sure you don't reach all of your organic people. Yeah. So the game 
it's rigged from the top. Yeah. And if you don't know the structure, you don't even know all the rules. The algorithm yeah. set up that when you first make a post, any organic post, you it only shows it to ten percent of your audience, and yeah. then yeah. De- depending on so, your engagement within yeah. the first five minutes, yeah, it it it, it it'll show twenty five percent. Yeah, it it uh, it's a sliding it's a sliding scale. So on. On Instagram, it's anywhere from ten to thirty percent within the first thirty minutes. Yeah, because they because they basically they want you to pay money and they want no, they your want money you to engage. Well, so well, yeah. well, no matter what, they want you to pay ads. Yeah, for sure. But just even dealing with the the way the algorithm works currently is the algorithm is no longer based off of popularity. Uh, most people, most engagement sees m- the most amount of new people. Mm-hmm. They switch that model to the algorithms. Now it's more about one what that person views. So if I go to my Explorer page and go searching for stuff, and I always watch videos dealing with fucking motorcycles, mm-hmm. the first thing that's going to populate is motorcycles. If you yep. watch a lot of videos with big booty chicks, the first thing going to pop up chicks. is booty booty chicks. Like, right, right. So they're <laughs> yeah, probably, they, they populating and repopulating and analyzing all you do to try to give you more of whatever you're experiencing. So that's one form of the algorithms. The other form of it is based off of your audience. So if you put a piece of content up in that 10 to 30% within the first 30 minutes, if they put that test group out and they don't respond to it well, you're going to slow it down in a news feed of the other percentage of the people that follow you. So it's going to slow you down with the algorithms. And then the other form is the hashtags, which they no longer rank it with the same seniority as before because no matter personalized hashtags or your audience, the ads take priority to all three. So you got to really understand the game to kind of understand how to navigate, which is why I can I can put on my page and not even I can I can I can push it organically, not I can push it non organic, mm-hmm. and get more traffic than someone's organic. Yeah, I mean if you're paying money, you're paying money to get in front of hundreds of people. Well, right? see, here's the thing: the game is different. So here's my last poll. Go ahead. I don't like to I don't like to say a bunch of theories. So, like some of the people I work with, they have on there and organically, you know, cuz I look at analytics. I don't look yeah. at just your views and all that. So, with the analytics, they might reach a couple thousand people or whatever, but they have huge audiences. And they was like, "Well, how does that work?" But for me, I know how the algorithms work. So, this one, okay, you got, you know, 21,000 views, blah 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 blah. I don't care nothing about that. Analytics. Go down to the bottom. Impressions. Impressions. A hundred and twenty thousand on Explorer. A hundred thousand from the profile. Another hundred thousand off a of home. Yeah, that's huge. From Explore, you got one hundred twenty-three thousand. That's, that's crazy. From that's just huge. Explore. Yeah, that's because you your 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 post when you posted got so many engagements. Yeah. Instagram fucked with it. It's like, let me throw this motherfucker on. But that's not by chance. No, 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 no. I'm yeah. not saying it's by yeah. chance. You well, can do it again. It'll go again. Yeah. I, well, I do it again because yeah. I know how I know how they, their algorithm works. Yeah. For one, I'm already in a network of other profiles that share engagement quick in order to build that up real quick. Not only that, I know the right channels to go through to get, I could pay for I could pay for likes and views and get this kind of fucking traffic versus somebody just posting organically because here's the thing, your organic doesn't mean shit. Nothing. Not anymore. Not anymore. anymore. Not in mean? this atmosphere. Oh yeah, you need to pay money. Yeah. It's pay to play either way. You can pay to play with ads. For one thing, one thing to establish, but a lot of people get confused is you will never go viral Unless paying for pay. ads. Will not happen. 
viral? I disagree. Here's why. I can I, sell a product. I ran over $40,000 worth of ads. I feel you, but have you ran those ads tailored to a specific product yes. regarding to I only do specific. See, I disagree. I think I, I think you could for sure blow up using You can ad. blow up. I think you can go viral if you market your product right. With you can go viral structure. if you market your, your, your – the amount of money you will have to spend in order for that to pick up the traffic, in order to go viral the for way sure. you want to, is a whole other game. For sure. You, because, you have to spend money. Because on Facebook – because the logistics are different on each platform. On Facebook, it's all about shares. Okay. So if you put it up, you put ad spin on it, it catches with the right people, they leave enough comments, they start sharing it crazy – by all means, you pick it up, it goes, it goes, it continue going. Because it's all based on shares on Facebook. I agree. On Instagram, it's not based on shares. It's based on the engagement and how they kick it out to the algorithm. But I'm not even focusing on that. I'm more so focusing on the campaign structure. If I'm marketing a good product, with which, by the way, I'm, I'm going to back up everything I'm about to say over the next three months. But uh, if you market a good product, I think, and like something people need, as we were talking about yeah. earlier. Mm -hmm. And if you have a great campaign structure, in my opinion, that's the biggest thing is if you have a good campaign structure to the point where you can generate sales and revenue as your sales increase and you dump more money into the ads. Don't you think you could at this point you're multiplying your money and don't you think you could keep increasing your brand awareness because you're getting your reach too? that's slow. Very slow. What do you mean? Let's say you take four thousand dollars to put on ads. Take four thousand dollars, you run it. First of all, depending on how you're running it. If you're running it for post engagement and all that, that's a little different. If you're running it for conversions to the website, cool. Okay, so let's say you're doing it for conversions, traffic to the website, and you're getting sales. I wouldn't do that, but go ahead. I wouldn't personally. So in your example, how are you setting up your ad? Strategy? I would run five ads top of funnel to five different cold audiences. I would leverage conversions. So you're I would leverage traffic, video views, and brand awareness at the top of my funnel. I'd run an extra three ads or four ads middle of funnel. For these ads, I'm only using video views and traffic. Um, I'll actually use reach at top of funnel. And then for my bottom of funnel, I, would, I will target everybody. My goal for middle of funnel is to get these people to my landing page or to one of my funnel pages. For my bottom of funnel, I'm going to use everybody that's visited that exact page or a certain page in the last seven days. I call it a hot seven strategy. Anybody that's engaged in it in the last seven days, I'm going to retarget a bottom of funnel. But for me, I, I'm a big believer in leveraging. You just said, uh, for example, it depends what you're optimizing it for. When I run ads top of funnel to cold audiences, I try and when I market my ads to cold audiences, mm -hmm. I try and leverage reach. I try and leverage traffic. I try and leverage brand awareness and video views objective because the way Facebook works is if you have a video views objective, this is a, I didn't want to put this on camera. This is how I run my ads. If you have a video views objective, yep. right? And you say, Facebook, I want you to get put this video. It's a video views objective in front of the people that will most likely watch most of this video. Facebook looks, finds you, Marcus. He's going to watch this video more than John. So he th Facebook throws the video in your face. Mm -hmm. It's going to continue to throw the video in the faces of people most likely to watch it. That's good for okay. me because Facebook wants your ad to succeed. But the moment it runs out of people, then it goes to the second lowest hanging fruit, John. John might only want to watch 40% of that video. You know? So mm -hmm. from what I learned is leverage Facebook's ability to get the most out of your campaign objective. So don't just use video views. Don't just use conversions. Leverage them all. And instead of running one ad for $10, run 10 ads for a dollar a day each. Test more, scale better. Um, that's why I think. I, 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 I like the trial and error that's required. Okay. Uh, I like the. The cheap uh, part. 
Dollar uh, a day. Well, I don't do the dollar a day. Dollar I, no, that has never performed well for me. I, I, I think that's the key. I think, Marcus, that is the key. Is I take pride in that. Is I start off a dollar a day to test. That's my testing phase, and I think that's. Oh, you saying a dollar a day for the test? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, you're not gonna get okay. sales, but I'm saying if I see an ad re- like reacting well at a dollar a day, <laughs> let's dump money into that ad. Yeah. Um, I, I I vet ads a little differently. I'll I'll start about at least fifteen dollars a day, mm-hmm. um, in order to see it because I I, I want to know right away. I you don't, do know. I, 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 I think one dollar yeah. you, you can get a, a lot of it. Well, yeah. like, I like want to I want I want to I want to know right away as soon as possible in order to adjust as necessary. But saying? like you said, you, it's just all trial and error. Like, that's yeah, yeah. all this is. You yeah, yeah, know, you, yeah. You put stuff out. Yeah, it's never unit. really A to B kind of you situation. Know, it's, it might yeah. be different for everyone, too. Right, right, right. Yeah, everybody has their different method on how they do it. So with yours, you got the top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, lower end of the funnel, and then retarget. Okay, cool. So with that, your cold traffic from the top of the funnel, you're basically running all of those different optimizing options to just get the most amount of traffic in different methods in order to see what converts down. I want to get them to believe in my brand. Uh, but, my but, but where you where you going with it? Are you are you directing all the links to your landing page? I mean, I'm going to throw the link. It depends because it's cheaper without a link. But I will oh, throw. Yeah. I'll <laughs> throw my link in. Listen, I'll throw my link in there. You know, if I can get people top of funnel to buy, <laughs> great for me. I'll, but well, I'll not do even a, not I'll even buy, a, but uh, even yeah, just click on it. I'll yeah, do just... a learn more CTA. I won't be aggressive with it. Whereas uh-huh. I'll do book now or contact now, middle funnel, bottom of funnel, top uh-huh. of funnel. I'll do learn more. But I'm I'm not gonna lie. One thing I learned is I gotta stop being a pussy. I gotta be more aggressive top of funnel. I yeah. know people like don't do that, but you can get. Some, I do. I do. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't. You gotta be aggressive top of funnel. You gotta get people to believe in your. Because ass. you're 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 basically coming out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, you need to establish some aggr- presence. Yeah, don't be too aggressive. Like, yo, buy this right now. No. But be like, yo, guess what? I'm the hottest new guy on the block. You, you should try. Well, this you, well like, not like be, that. You can be aggressive tastefully. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like so. building your personal character. People have to like you. Like you said, yeah, yeah. marketing is all about being likable. Right, right, right. You know, well, and people, I would incorporate branding with the lead generation content facts. in order to mix it up. Um, so yeah, so. It's different on how you're setting it up. So a lot, a lot of times. People will, clients will come and they'll say, hey, I want more engagement and uh, more activity on the page. Okay, then I'm not I'm not doing yeah. the funnel. I'm not Me worried either. about that's that. That's easy work. Uh, yeah, that's just. <laughs> I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Post, work, post yeah. engagement, <laughs> you know, page yeah. likes. Post, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I never fuck with the boost post. Yeah. That's the best way to lose money. I, I actually <laughs> recently, I, I do too. That is an awful way. I recently boosted a post for my client for 50 bucks and we got 47 link clicks. It was crazy. Out of nowhere. I was, I was surprised have you too. Got to, uh, have you got to the point where you question Facebook? No, I don't think you should ever what get to that What do you mean question that's Facebook? That's on you. No. That's not Facebook. No. Bro, I, that's the big, no. that's a big, no. I disagree completely. You no. should never question Facebook. It's optimized no. to get you money. No. If you ain't getting your results, I think that's on you. I think it's you not about question. the results. Well, what you questioning Facebook for? Because I don't think you should be. I think you should question yourself before you question Facebook. I'm not talking about how I'm running it. Okay. It's performing according to Facebook. Okay. My oh, you're saying it's throwing you false data. You Hell so? yeah, oh, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You're like never question. No, 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 no. I was, I was, I was, I was thinking about what you're talking about. But in terms of what of that, bro, how do they know it's I'm bullshit. about to watch the whole video? Half of it is bullshit. How, bro, I don't believe in any of. How like, do they look, know what's look, a brand awareness? I, I, I launched my my um. My realtor course, like a two-hour training built out, um, it all ready to go. Uh, I did about $1,000 worth of ads. They said I had like 800 web clicks. I get to my analytics, 400. Hmm. Oh, oh, on Google Analytics. It, on the, Google Analytics and my show, website analytics. It didn't show you at the Facebook? It wasn't on course? It, it never. It never is. Yeah, so double-check your analytics where it's going to. It's never going to add up. 
And another thing is like, I always wondered like, how could, if I say I want to use a video views objective for it, how does Facebook know Jeremy's going to watch my entire video? Why are they showing Jeremy my video and not EJ? Because Jeremy's watched more videos. Facebook, Facebook is full of shit with that too. Because here's the thing. On YouTube, in order to count, if you run an ad on there or a video or whatever, before you get charged, it counts at least 15 seconds. 30 before they 15, what, 30? Now it's 30, but yeah. 30. So that, 30 that's seconds, not even good. they <laughs> have to view it to count as a view. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What is that on Facebook? Uh, I, I don't think it, on um, Facebook, I think it's just if you like scroll, if you yeah, make contact with the video, it's, in, it's impression. It's three to five seconds. Three to five seconds. Yeah, it's, that's three a through play. That's three a through play. That's a through play. Yeah. It's a through play and it counts. Yeah. I can, I can, I can, I can stop on my scroll on accident. Yeah, yeah. And get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to kind of judge accordingly. I agree. It's, it's built. Here's my thing is, it's, it's built uh, for that, for the business. But I do think at the same time, like. It still performs. If you set it up right, you can still get here's my what you're looking here's for. Here's why I was, I was trying to, why I disagreed with you is. Yes, we keep talking about how Facebook ads can make you money, but for you to be able to, and uh, this is the sad, this is what I don't like is, you know, people say you don't need to be creative to run ads. That's true. You really don't need to be. Yeah. That's kind of pisses me off. I wish it was based off creativeness, though. Mm -hmm. I wish you no, tested well, your Most marketers are not creative. Cre I know. You have to be a little creative. You can't just be, it just can't be all mechanics. And, I mean, and it, well, I mean you got to understand the creativity consumer. is different. It's, yeah, it's, you it's creative with the mechanics, you, not yeah. necessarily creative with the content you gotta, and delivery. You got to understand consumer behavior. That's all you need yeah. to be a marketer. You don't need to be the most creative shit. Creative you genius. don't have to even most, but having some creativity to put yeah, out the sure. I, mean, ad, I feel confident with Jerry and EJ like, on my side. Yeah. Yeah, we have you have to be creative. You can't just be like, oh, okay, you don't analytical. Have, but that's what I'm saying. You yeah. don't have to be creative. Like you could literally just pull images off stock photos, run them, and if you're marketing and have a good caption and attacking people's pain points, you uh, will get sales or you will get interactions. Yeah. But I think fa Facebook, as opposed to Google ads, you know, you could kill two birds with one stone in the sense of you could put content out there. I am going to put try and be creative with our ads, you know? You should be. I mean, you are a creative person, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you said you, you, I mean, you're interested in graphic design, and I think that... We kind of share the same path. Yeah. Like, I remember you you mentioned that, actually, too. Uh, and that kind of Mark translates. is the only guy that actually I followed the... Ex I'm not going to say, I don't know your story. You probably went through a lot more hardships than me. Mm -hmm. But in the sense of philosophy, I start off like you. Like, I'm a... I literally am following your footsteps in the sense of I think branding organically. I started off. That's where my foundation in marketing is. I take pride in the fact. I, I, I think that's. I think I'm. I'm grateful for facts. having that experience. I think. I think that's a. It's a strong foundation that mm -hmm. gives you a competitive edge for those that just picked up a seminar and some books, learn marketing funnels, learn how to run a little ads, and all of a sudden they're a guru like that. Yeah. The, it, 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 it centers you from a stronger place with your services and your value to the market than other people okay and so marcus you know uh, we're about to mm -hmm. uh, time's running out i want you to i want to end this podcast i actually was one of my favorite episodes because we talked about what i loved and i'm not gonna lie your energy is crazy you brought your a certain <laughs> yeah you brought a certain energy i gotta give you, I, I gotta give you your pops you brought yeah, the most energy out of anybody on set um so people you've heard it you know you need to build a brand you if you're not marcus even said it's critical you're losing so marcus what's the first step what if what if we're, t we're scared to build a brand how do we start what what do you say to people? Not not what's the first step. Let me scrap that. Give us some bullshit motivation. No, no, but serious, no, no bullshit. bullshit. Real real no, no, motivation. No, no. I, 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 we're scared. We're John C. We're scared to start a brand. How do we start? What you, what would you say to us? Um, what I would say is it. 
for one, it's important to start getting in touch with self. It, it's impossible. What I discovered along my journey is that it's impossible to separate personal growth from business growth. You think they're, they're one. You in, think they're separate, or they're, they're not separate. Thank you, bro. They're they're both inter- They're both connected. Yeah. Okay. I used to think that they were separate, and I didn't give a lot of focus to me growing as an individual, and I only wanted to focus on the business. But they clash, and once I figure out that they're in sync, then I can actually get to a real place. So first of all, if you want to build a brand. You have to get in touch with what you like. Because here's the thing. In order for you to build a brand, you have to ask yourself, what do I like? What do I want to say to people? What am I good at saying to people? What, what, am I good at talking on camera? Or am I not really a camera person? That's what do I, I like a podcast better? Or do I like stories better? Like you got to ask yourself internally this. No one can answer that for you. You can hire people all day long, and they'll give you suggestions all day long. But they're going to give you a lot of cookie-cutter shit that's just going to blend in with everybody else doing the same shit you're yeah. doing. But it has no connectability with resonating as an individual, as a person, as, a, as that personal core where they feel like they know you. The core of it. What made me really start thinking of branding seriously before I even got into the business side of it. I had people... Just from my Instagram alone, I had a woman, just from my Instagram alone, didn't know me outside of Instagram, felt comfortable enough to meet me at fucking New York, New York, New York Casino from New York. (laughs) 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 To meet me to do a video in a casino while we're talking and we're just talking about working out, how you doing or whatever, whatever. We're catching up like old friends and she doesn't know me. Outside of social media. Because your brand. Yeah. Because a brand. She had, let's, th- let's think of the psychology. This person, a woman, mm-hmm. have to feel comfortable enough to come to a new city, Vegas meet a random be. guy off yeah. of the Instagram, and do a video with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come psychologically, shit in real life don't work like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know you ain't fucking with you. Like, that's like, it's, it's, in real life, it's a, it's a barrier there. Yeah. So for social media with branding, you can bridge gaps so well and seamlessly, if done correctly, where people that just met you for the first time want to invite you in their fucking house for yeah. the first time, want to introduce you to everybody they know. Like, I've literally went. And met a guy. He runs um, an event company. Um, you know, shout out to Soulful. Um, with them, like they do all concerts with known artists, verified artists, all the time. They did one here in Vegas, and they're coming to town. I met him off of Instagram. We DM'd a couple times, and literally, I'm at his grandmother's house <laughs> while they're visiting in Vegas barbecuing, sitting down with the people that just threw on the concert, some of the artists coming from L.A., and we're talking like old friends. First time. So if you're not branding and you don't understand shit like that, how that moves, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Say so they're losing. Not, losing is, is an understatement. What the fuck are you doing? Like, literally, there's no other opportunity in life where you have the ability to do that. Once I figured out that I can have this kind of impact – They'll never get this shit back. Because this shit was only supposed to be meant for celebrities. People on TV. People like well off on shows and shit. Like not for everyday people. You see me as an everyday person, I can get the same fucking kind of influence on real people in real life. Your shit's just starting too. Your shit's going to expand over the next couple of years. They'll never get this shit back. So like if you don't understand that, 
you probably just need to work a regular job and nine to five and call it a day because like it's it's so much potential to do that that is otherwise in other generations unheard of. For sure. Like that's also like new technology too. That that allows us to do that. And I'm seeing yeah. that more personally from myself. When I connect with people now, it's much I feel like it's much more genuine as a like when You're I connect, much more confident. much more confident. I'm much more confident. They're confident back. The energy is matched. And that's like the power of your brand. Uh-huh. And the power of branding in general. Marcus yeah. has a Marcus's brand, by the way, people just so you guys know you're not gonna to get to his brand overnight too. Like that that's <laughs> it took it took, it took, took time. Take, but you gotta realize even where I was coming from, um, with my content, uh why people started kinda of even gravitating towards like like for example, um September of two thousand and nineteen, um my brother ended up passing and my, my condolences. F- thank you, and my father in law passed in the same day. When was this? What year? Last year. God damn, all right. Wow. In the same day, both passed. That might have been the hardest day of your life. Had to be one of them. It was hard. I mean, it's hard on my wife, hard on everybody. Yeah. I'm playing two funerals at the same time. Here's the thing. I still recording everything. To the funeral you home. You recorded it? Everything. But when Every, you're, that's going to live with you forever. You're but you guys, because look, look, I'm like, we're looking at plots. I'm going through. They see my face. It's down. I'm walking through the fucking the lady. She explaining like the caskets and yeah. shit. I'm, I'm going through the process of all of it, sharing all of it, and people can connect with that and they Fuck. respect that. Yeah. So a lot of people were there at a point where, oh, I don't, I don't think I should share that. That's too personal. Yeah. That is the fucking whole point. Yeah. Yeah. That's because point. now they've lived that experience with you. Yes. I will say this though to you: you're a stronger person than most. Not a lot of people. No, not that. a lot of people was going to take that. So that's, no, gussy. Okay. that's gussy. That's gussy shit. The, what you just said, yeah, the exact situation. <laughs> that's some real shit right yeah. there. So, but I like the main point. What you were saying is like there really, there's no excuse not no. to do yeah. this. The main point is you got to document basically document, everything. Yeah, even everything. even if are you going to watch bad. those videos later on in life? You think? All oh these yeah, my, my daughters will watch that videos for the rest of my life. I got videos with her. Like oh, that's yeah. crazy. That Everything is. I is see your shit yeah, too, yeah, yeah. Like if I go back to my oh, actually I do every now and then go back to like my earlier shit. It's like damn, like yeah. you crazy. Was like I see my daughters, they're like so much yeah. younger and shit. Like it's memories, but bro. It's, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's dope as fuck. And that's that's why this yeah. podcast yeah. is memories too. We're gonna keep what we're it's recorded. Like we can shit, literally though, record it. You, your shit's live. Like you recorded these live moments in live, and you're gonna always be able to look down. Like we, it's dope, but we're at a table the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, what, what really got to a lot of women that I was working with is that I did one video where, um, uh, my daughter asked me. She was just like, "Dad, why do you?" Why do you not have a dad? And I had her saying that. Yeah. And I'm sitting down talking with her, and I just basically in the car, I was like, listen, you know, I didn't grow up the same way. I didn't really know my father and things like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm basically talking to her and bringing it that. So many women jumped on my post. <laughs> Best dad <laughs> ever. Blah, blah, blah. That's what I got to do. I got so much love from that. I like, know, those, mo- those moments are important because here's the thing. You tie that to your own personal experiences. It's different if you say, oh, yeah, this happened to my friend. But when you're bringing it from your own personal experiences and sharing something uplifting the individual, it's power in that. I agree. Very empowering, actually. Uh, well, guys, honestly, this was a fantastic episode. Yeah. I The mo- reason I wanted Marcus on is because I don't think there's anybody better in this city, at least, uh, of explaining what he explained this last hour, of getting you guys to understand. I know a lot of you guys are in your comfort zones. Start start building your brand. Whatever it is you want to do in life, if you want to be a doctor, you want to be a videographer, you want to be a porn star, 
Whatever it is. Joe OnlyFans. Yeah. Only yeah. <laughs> start there. Start there. <laughs> I wish I have an announcement coming later about that. Anyway, whatever it is you guys want to do, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I can, none of us can take you seriously if you're not building your brand, and that's just the way it's going to be going forward. Yeah, and um, I'm going to say it a little less politically correct. Fuck your comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Facts, facts, facts. All right, well, All right, thank you, Marcus. <laughs> it was really great having you. Thank Follow you. us again. <laughs> right? We need uh, yeah, yeah. Follow us Come at... Um, my bad, I gotta promote us. Follow us at <laughs> follow us at T2 T2 at Marketing on Instagram, on YouTube, and we're restarting our Twitch in the next two weeks. So follow us there on Twitch as well. Peace, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, you like some games.